Oh, we'll have to look into that particular matter. I certainly haven't been aware of those services that you're saying continue to take place at, at the Christ Embassy Church in Randburg. We'll reach out to uh, the necessary officials and, and give them an opportunity to uh, at least tell us exactly what is happening. Well, the Human Sciences Research Council yesterday holding a webinar, and they were really looking at uh, the role of the BRICS Bank and what it plays in financing development in a post COVID-19 world. Dr. Sam Koma is the research cluster leader at the South African BRICS Think Tank. Dr. Koma, good morning and thank you for your time. Morning, morning, Kathy. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Let's just firstly begin with the kind of work that you have been doing to fully understand the situation that countries are finding themselves in when it comes to the effect of COVID-19? Because I imagine that in order to um, in order to create any kind of premise for a post-COVID-19 world, one must understand the full damage that has been done. Yes, uh, thanks. Uh, generally, the research work that uh, we have done so far uh, since the onset of COVID-19 was to look at the effects of the pandemic uh, on the BRICS countries and other developing countries in terms of economic impact, public health uh, uh, impact, and also looking at the uh, response to the vulnerability of the economically marginalized uh, citizens of these countries uh, in a collective sense. But we also uh, noted through our empirical evidence that uh, across the board, there is infrastructure deficit, and this has been evident uh, mm-hmm. since uh, the emergence of the pandemic in terms of how the various countries proceeded to address the public health uh, situation, but very important how to provide safety nets or social security protection for those who are unemployed, the urban and the rural poor, and given the fact that uh, these BRICS countries collectively They've got huge population sizes that uh, majority of the sections of these populations are still uh, economically vulnerable. So we said across the board, uh, this is what is obtaining the situation. But then we appreciated uh, the extent in which the new development bank, which is under the auspices of BRICS, was able to provide emergency uh, assistance programs in the form of uh, uh, COVID relief uh, packages in areas around public health and also in areas around uh, infrastructure as part of boosting uh, the the countries to properly and effectively respond to the pandemic. When you look at the role that the bank can play, is that limited to those that are part of um, the BRICS block or are you Costing your net wide in terms of developing and emerging market countries? Yes, good question, Kathy. Yes, uh, currently we talk about the BRICS Plus format. So the BRICS Plus incorporates uh, all the developing countries that are in a similar state of uh, development, that have similar uh, socioeconomic challenges, and also have similar developmental uh, challenges. So, hence, the uh, the net has been cast wider to also look at how best to assist 
the developing countries in addition to the global south uh, around uh, this um, uh, economic recovery uh, mm. programs and initiatives and also uh, looking at how effectively these countries can also address their socioeconomic conditions. So it's, 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 it's wider mm. than the, the, the current uh, format of BRICS. For those that have approached you, and I'm speaking here about the countries, are there specific patterns that are emerging in terms where uh, assistance is, is needed or where funding is needed? Yes, uh, generally, uh, most of the countries that have approached the New Development Bank as part of seeking uh, financial assistance in the form of grants and loans since the onset of COVID-19 was around um, what we call uh, health uh, 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 COVID-19 relief package, which was meant to cater for issues around PPE, procurement, and also uh, reviving uh, the healthcare systems and also facilities and also construction of new public health facilities as part of uh, responding to the challenge and also uh, somewhere around social security, as I said, the uh, social safety net uh, in the form of income uh, grant or income schemes that can be provided to those who are economically vulnerable or were affected by uh, the crisis uh, that uh, emanated from uh, COVID-19. People lost jobs uh, in various uh, economic sectors, and part of the package was to help these countries to be able to cushion the effects of the pandemic. Mm. What one sees is that from the perspective of, of the bank, there hasn't been much that um, it has able to offer, at least in response to the request that it is getting, not to suggest that there hasn't been much that the bank has done, but there's maybe perhaps to rephrase, the bank has been unable to meet the need. Yes, also bearing in mind that it's a five-year-old bank, um, but um, uh, as we said, uh, collectively as researchers, we acknowledged uh, the role that the bank has so far played uh, since the uh, onset of COVID-19 to say they were able to fast track and also become innovative how they package the kind of uh, assistance they provide to emerging markets or emerging economies, including the BRICS countries. But uh, if you look at, uh, in terms of figures, collectively the New Development Bank was able to provide, uh, to some extent, adequate financial assistance to uh, the, the, the BRICS countries, Brazil, Russia, India, uh, South Africa, and China, since uh, the pandemic uh, uh, came into, into the mm. and, and And so when you then take into account the fact that there is a great need out there, from the perspective of the bank itself, what is the approach right now when it comes to the ongoing requests that uh, you're still having to process and deal with? Yes, um, we agreed that there is a greater need for mobilization mm-hmm. of investment resources, financial resources, uh, as part of uh, uh, con- continuously providing the much-needed uh, support to the developing uh, countries. So we acknowledged that the, there is um, um, a challenge around funding, but then we said it is also high time that they also 
relook at the funding model to cater in issues of sustainability, uh, issues of uh, infrastructure, mm-hmm. the maintenance of this infrastructure, and also uh, how best to mobilize uh, the resources to cater for these uh, emerging uh, uh, greater challenges uh, emanating from the developing world. Given how, how vast the challenges are and you're dealing again with limited resources, one would assume that there then is a greater um, you know, responsibility on the bank itself to want to ensure that when it gives a country money for X, that that money will indeed end up going towards X and that it won't be misspent in, in any other way. Are there sure-proof measures that you're putting into some of those agreements to to ensure that? Yes, generally um, the position we took was that, yes, uh, there is a need for improving uh, or improvement of governance across the the countries as part of the criteria or criterion for providing relief packages to these countries. So the issue of uh, governance, we looked into it, into it, but also impo- very important, uh, efficient way in which the projects, the development projects that are funded, are able to be carried out within the provided uh, uh, time, the cost, and also allocation of resources. So the issue of project management was also looked into as one of the best practices that has to be taken into account as part of the conditions Mm. for provision of this kind of financial assistance programs. In your analysis, have the BRICS countries been as supportive towards each other in in helping develop strategies to mitigate against COVID-19 as as one would have expected? Yes, uh, there's been a greater economic cooperation, uh, I would say. Um, In the case of South Africa, uh, we have been doing um, some work uh, as researchers in terms of uh, meeting on a continuous basis as part of reflecting, sharing experiences, and also sharing uh, best practices as part of uh, collectively responding to the pandemic. So we've been sharing knowledge. We have networks that we've launched and also provided uh, for us uh, as researchers across the British countries and also including other developing countries to use as part of uh, providing the necessary uh, policy response, uh, policy reforms, and also interventions as part of uh, addressing the effects of the pandemic. Where do you think things could have been done differently or where the relationship could have been strengthened? I'm just thinking about, you know, the fact that when we look at um, the some of the other partners within BRICS, they've been able to not just manufacture vaccines, but also, uh, you know, be able to vaccinate a great deal of their population. And then you look at a country like South Africa, where we're still lagging far behind. Yes, I think in the context of South Africa, we might have missed an opportunity uh, last year in terms of using the lockdown uh, period and also uh, ensuring that we channel and invest resources in the area of uh, manufacturing of a vaccine. Because we have uh, facilities, we have expertise in universities, uh, in other state-funded institutions like CSIR, and also the HSRC and other uh, critical institutions that could have been mobilized 
uh, to ensure that at the end of the day, as South Africa, we are able to manufacture and produce our own vaccine. Uh, that could have, uh, in a way, made it a point that uh, by now we could have been able to uh, fast track the vaccination uh, rollout uh, in the different uh, parts of the country and also reaching the necessary milestones and the targets that have been set by the national government. Mm. Of course, you know, and I hear you on the fact that perhaps we haven't been utilizing our resources in the best way possible. On the other stream of, on the other end of that, is that we have countries that have been able to, to like I said, develop some kind of of vaccines, and yet South Africa is fighting for uh, the waiver for 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 the trips waiver. I haven't heard some of our partners, whether it's Russia or China, say we will share this technology with you because we're part of this regional block together and. You know, we, we are advancing the interests of, of the global south. Uh, in fact, there, there, there is a discourse, there is a discussion uh, in the various um, uh, platforms and forums that uh, have been established as part of the South African BRICS think tank uh, in, in partnership with our counterparts uh, uh, across the BRICS uh, community to look at how best do we then uh, ensure that we share this uh, expertise. We are able to also look at the transfer of uh, expertise, resources, and technology in the manner in which the countries proceed to uh, manage the pandemic and also effectively provide the necessary intervention. So um, it could have been an oversight at the beginning uh, across the, the countries because you remember uh, when the, the pandemic came to the fore, most of the countries took um, sort of silo approaches mm. as part of addressing their own domestic uh, healthcare crisis. It's only later that they realized that the issue of cooperation, mutual as- support, mutual assistance will have to be uh, explored and also harnessed as part of uh, broadly uh, dealing with the, the situation. And if you refer to one of the objectives of NEPAD, we said Africa should cease being a begging bowl of the West and also other countries. So we thought uh, this pandemic will teach us to be able to uh, uh, produce our own uh, uh, solutions and also uh, building our own infrastructure as part of addressing our own socioeconomic uh, conditions. All right. So it's a pity yeah. that yeah. Uh, yeah. we do not have our own uh, vaccine by now. Do you think that that you know the lessons we're learning now are going to help us respond better, differently in future? Yes, definitely. Uh, we also uh, um, express that as researchers to say we need to imagine innovative solutions uh, going forward, but also to be able to provide long-term solutions to this kind of uh, challenges, either economic challenges and also uh, public health uh, challenges. Dr. Sam Koma, let me thank you so much for your time. He's the research cluster leader at the South African BRICS think tank. You heard then the position of BRICS when it comes to uh, responding to the need for uh, for assistance in as far as post-development in or rather development in a post-COVID-19 world is concerned. Quite interested in the fact that he seems unequivocal when talking about how South Africa should have 
been able to manufacture its own vaccine by now and that you know we we have the the skills we have the expertise to have been able to do so but we have missed an opportunity okay let's take a quick break when we come back we are uh, in conversation with the ceo of the soul city institute